Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. What is up, friend and fellow anti-netter? Scott Shepard here on a nice little drive on a Friday at 11.05 a.m. post-Meridium heading to the office. And I wanted to make this to share something. Uh, Yesterday, and yesterday eve, I published a email, my weekly email, which I'm a very strong advocate of. However, in this past email, I followed a formula that is a little bit different. I strayed a little bit from what I teach. And if you're a subscriber of the Scott Shepherd letter, then you know, aka if you're a Shepherian, then you know that I advocate the framework of infotainment in your weekly pieces and not to invest too much mental energy into uh, creating your weekly piece of content. You want to aim for authenticity, infotainment, and the model that you want to follow is a three-part framework uh, that is has been popularized by Russell Brunson. And the concept follows that of number one, hook, create a hook, create like an open, open with madness with your email and then tell a story and then create an offer. And uh, yesterday's email that I, that I wrote and sent out, it was one that, uh, and you can probably find it or see it if you're on my list. It is the reasons for and reasons against meditation. And the reason I went with that topic is because I started exploring my anti-net and then I found a lot of good material on uh, meditation and the pros and cons and, you know, cards from about, you know, people who do and people who do not meditate. And that kind of combined with the idea that was ruminating and percolating in my primary mind, in my primary memory, and I combined that with, you know, my internet, my secondary memory, my second mind, essentially. And I created that post. Now, what I normally do is I don't really extract or share a ton of value in teaching in my emails. However, I wrote this email yesterday uh, with the idea in mind and really with a focus on turning it into a YouTube piece. And a content that works on YouTube really re- really revolves around, and I've, I said this in issue number two, is you either want to do some high value teaching in a YouTube video, or you want to do um, an interview, like interview someone in your market that, uh, that your dream audience already follows and listens to, right? So the problem with the, the whole notion and what I've talked about recently in doing a, a two for one content piece, meaning 
you create one piece of content and then you use it on multiple media, multiple platforms. For instance, when I write an email, I send it out as an email and then I repurpose it into YouTube. Well, one of the problems in doing such is that you are essentially, when you're writing the email, you're writing kind of with like two different, uh, two different audiences, uh, not really two different people, but two different contextual experiences. And by contextual experiences, I mean that what are they actually doing at the time that they are ingesting and receiving and hearing your content? And it's really, I was targeting the same audience, but two different contexts. One context is a person that is reading an email directly written to them. And they are repeating it out loud and, you know, ingesting it by reading that information and having that conversation like enter their mind, right? And they're kind of like reading it in their own voice, which is a very awesome experience, awesome way of, of, uh, of communicating meaning and transferring meaning. Now, the second way that a person is going to contextually receive this, of course, is YouTube, watching it, watching me, a talking head, and that video is being worked on and, and edited right now by an editor that I have. So uh, when I sent out that email, I was actually pretty impressed, and I thought that the opening line was very funny. And usually the signal that I'll, that I'll look for is that of like receiving one or two, three, four, maybe a handful of uh, reply emails, like reactions, either love or hate, both are fine. Like you want, you want polarity. And the reason is, is that what you really want to aim for when you write and when you create something is for someone to deeply, intrinsically feel, like feel deeply so much feeling and emotion that you know, they are prompted to reply, right? And I, it was crickets this time. I didn't get a good solid reply. And there could be several reasons for that. One reason could be basically that of, um, you know, meditation doesn't really cater to my audience. So when they saw that, I haven't checked the open rates and all that, all that stuff. But when they saw that, they basically... Um, they basically, it didn't really resonate with them. So they didn't even click through. They didn't really take the content seriously, which is fine. You know, that's understandable. So that's one reason. But another reason is because it didn't really emotionally affect them. And so one of the things, and this is a famous quote by Maya Angelou. Uh, I I was about to pull it up before I started driving, but I'm just going to riff it and try to uh, re- Capsulate what she said off the top of my head. And what she said is, you know, people, you know, will essentially you can like teach someone something, um, give someone something, but the one thing that they will, they'll forget all of those things. But the one thing that they will never, ever forget is how you make them feel. Keyword feel. And there's a framework around feelings and emotions by Jim Detmer, the author of the 15 commitments of conscious leadership. And he identified that really, there are really five feelings and all feelings really roll up 
and boil up to these five feelings. And that is anger, sadness, fear, joy, and creative energy. And you can also feel these feelings in your your own body, right? Like the pit of your stomach feeling when you're really nervous and anxious, that rolls up to the feeling of fear. That's one of the five feelings, right? So I've said it as my goal, my task, and I have to sometimes remind myself of this, that whenever you're writing a piece, the of course, from the direct response and the commercial angle, you want the goal of the piece to actually drive someone to take action, meaning purchase your product or enter their email address or do something, right? But really, that is that is the, the result of something else. What you really want is you want to get them to deeply feel one of those five feelings. And what you'll get by just focusing on that is you'll get the action. Now, one of the, you know, signals, the the metrics that I look for is, okay, you know, will I get people that love or hate it, you know, in my emails? And like I said, this one was crickets. And the reason is, is I think it's because I focused too much on the um, really kind of using my, my knowledge from my anti-net into teaching. And the reason I did that is because, again, I was kind of focused on YouTube, the contextual experience of YouTube and that audience and that experience. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Once it gets published to YouTube, we'll find out. And the, the lesson here, and you know, one of my, uh, one of my, my consigliere, Terry Greer, who is an anti-netter and a shipperian, he uh, wrote me via email. He's like commented. He's like, yeah, different style in this one. I like it. But he's like, he did point out, he's like, because I replied, he's like, yeah, you straight from hook story offer. And that is exactly right. He has a freaking very keen eye. And uh, as a result of doing that, I spent probably too much mind energy and thought energy yesterday on creating that piece. And it's, it's a good reminder or a good thing to, once you have the framework, is it kind of frees you. Like I have this framework, I have this weekly publishing schedule, right? And it frame it, it frees me to essentially experiment, test, do different things and test different things. But the most important thing, and I was thinking about this yesterday, I'm like, is, is the practice and the act of having that weekly output goal, right? That weekly thing of creating a a piece of content. And it's great when you get feedback and data, right? Pretty quickly, because it re-reminds you of the framework that you have and why you stick with it in the first place. And so the interesting part of this test, and this is the last thing, I'm going to wrap this up. The interesting part of the test that I'm very curious about is how this piece of content does on YouTube. Because what I think is going to happen, I think it's going to perform fairly well on YouTube, at least with the long tail keywords of people that search for meditation and, you know, something along those lines, right? Like that type of audience, which is kind of a fringe audience, um, in, in terms of the, in terms of the, uh, the, the crossover with my own audience. So it's kind of going to be a long, long, 
long-term, long-tail YouTube keyword piece. That is my hypothesis. My hypothesis is that it's going to perform a lot better on YouTube than it will on email. Now, how do I test this hypothesis? And more importantly, how do I, if if it is true what I state, how do I actually, you know, get the same bang for my buck, meaning create one piece of content every week and, and have it succeed across two different mediums? Well, what I would do is I would write and focus 100% solely on my email and making it infotaining, right? And, and then on the YouTube, when I turn that into a YouTube piece, what I would then do is I would riff on the YouTube piece and kind of go off a script and create, because it's a lot easier to teach value when you're riffing in, in audio or video form. And the perfect case in point of that is like me right now. I'm like freaking riffing just based on my, my past knowledge and experience. And this is way easier than me freaking trying to encapsulate and write this into a structured piece of content. So what I would do is I would then take that YouTube, you know, and just, I would take the script, I would go to YouTube and I would then essentially riff and go off script and teach more value on YouTube, but keep the infotainment style exclusively to email. And so that is the lesson. That is what I wanted to share with you. And I love sharing this with you, those who are tuning into my podcast. I know Stephanie, a Shepherdian, my Stephanie, who's freaking awesome, listens to this. And when you go back, and this is something that Russell Brunson did as well. If you go to Russell Brunson is a, you know, hundred million dollar plus entrepreneur, and he started his podcast. It was called like Marketing in Your Car podcast. This is like when he was going through on the brink of bankruptcy, like eight years ago. And so you you hear him through watching or listening to all of his old podcasts, his journey and all these little tweaks, which I am essentially, and I have been for the past like two years, um, you know, on and off a little bit. At one point I was doing these daily, but you're able to listen to my journey and see how it's done. Like this is how the sausage is made. You want to constantly, consistently be iterating and growing and dominating. So anyway, I just got to the office. Hope you enjoyed this little bit of info. And once again, always remember to stay crispy, my friend. Peace and love. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking hipster crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools. 
while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.